Hey, gang. It's the end of summer. Colonel Mike here. Just want to give you an update. Uh, you can get the latest and the greatest of two mics going up as fast as possible. You can get it on networkradio.us. Also now, just click on the Apple icon on networkradio.us. You can get it on your Apple podcast. So for you in Switzerland, Indonesia, Great Britain, Canada, Chile. Can I say that again? Chile and Vietnam and Thailand. Oh, Thailand, number 62. Huh? <laughs> Thank you. By the way, uh, the best-selling book you got there is not selling well over here. Thank you. And just go right there to networkradio.us, hit the Apple Podcast icon, and you're ready to go. And then it'll be on the other platforms, you know, wherever we are, we're all over. But uh, again, thank you for listening to Two Mics. Don't forget comments at the bottom of the website, twomics.us, twomics.us. And we, we enjoy the comments. We enjoy reading all the comments. Thank you very much. And that's it for Two Mics. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome back. You're on with two mics. Dr. Michael Shoya, New York Times bestseller, and Colonel Mike, who never wrote a book. And before we get to today's guest, we want to remember ourgoalguide.com, Ira, the mensch from the bench. And he really is a mensch. If you call him, he will be a mensch. But you want to know what's going on? You want to know what's going on with the medals? You want to know why now more than ever that fake Gas coming down, what is it, $399, $339? You know, it's it's like a ticket. And right after Labor Day, they're going to knock you out. And then here comes the election. You'll have $5, and they're going to tell you get an electric vehicle, or whatever else they're going to tell you. But don't forget, it's ourgoguy.com and EMP Shield. Andrew and everybody out there in America, Kansas, made and sold from America. Let's our guest. By the way, you know, everybody knows there was a big hoedown in Missouri last week. And uh, we have the lady who wrote the Hammer Scorecard. And we're going to discuss that with Mary Fanning of, remember, write this down, theamericanreport.org. I'm going to do it like a commercial, theamericanreport.org. A lot of this stuff you see on the web, on these popular you know, websites and whatnot, and, and, and like uh, aggregators, they rip her off. They don't even give her the credit. A lot of that stuff, you can go right to americanreport.org. You get it first. You don't have to wait till they put it up. Mary, welcome to Two Mics. Oh, it's so nice to be with you. Hello, Two Mics. Hello. Yes, Mary. Uh, Mary, why don't we start with a little bit of, you know, your background, what you've been doing, and how, how you've been involved with this, with the Hammer Scorecard, and then go right to the Michael Lindell story. Well, I'll tell you, um, we had been in Washington, D.C., meeting with um, Congressman Dan Donovan. Um, and I had just published the piece, The Hammer is the Key to the Coup, the Whistleblower Tapes, that Trump was being wiretapped a zillion times because President Trump said he was being spied upon and we knew that he was. And so we had published that piece, but by the time we got back from D.C. with our meetings, 
because of the port stories that we had done and concerning the Club K and Port Canaveral and the, um, the nuclear mastermind whose brother and business partner was given a lease to Port Canaveral, um, we you know, had meetings then with Representative Donovan. They did sign a bill and they put through FIRMA so that those who are taking our ports or buying our farmland could not continue to do so. But by the time we got back, our website was completely destroyed. And we, so we, we relaunched the piece and the whistleblower tapes. And um, that was important because the whistleblower tapes were uh, links that they denied were real after they were dropped. And they were recordings telling about Hammer and how they were stealing elections with it and um, about Dennis Montgomery and the super surveillance system. Interestingly, um, these people were being recorded unbeknownst to them. And so Montgomery... Dennis Montgomery, the CIA contractor, was uh, they they invoked the state secrets privilege and the government protective order against him. John Negroponte did so that he could not tell what he knew about this because Hammer was a foreign surveillance tool put in place to track terrorists after 9-11. And instead, in February of 2009, Brennan and Clapper moved it to Fort Washington and they had a direct line into the Obama White House so that they were then bypassing the multiple steps that one was required, 17 steps in order to access the hammer. And so now they had taken this foreign surveillance tool and they had turned it against America. They were spying on members of Congress 156 Article Three judges, the Supreme Court justices. They were spying on business leaders across the country, military leaders. And this was Obama and Brennan and Clapper who had turned this tool, this very powerful super surveillance tool against, the, against this country. And as I said, they were supposed to go through uh, the permission steps, 17 steps, including to the FISA court. And instead, they began using, according to Dennis Montgomery, blackmail and leverage. Blackmail and leverage. Well, one of the people that they told were being spied upon a zillion times, quote, a zillion times more than anyone else was Donald Trump, his businesses, and all of his family members. So we knew that, you know, we had the information and we had written about it in 2015 when we first ran into this information, when it was dropped from, as I said, federal judge G. Murray Snow's courtroom. And so when Trump said he was being spied upon, we wrote a piece, we put it out, we came back, we republished and put our website up all over again. And I had been working with Admiral Ace Lyons and Ace was, was following all my pieces on the ports and Gulf Tainer and you know, Saddam Hussein's nuclear mastermind that was being um, given access to our ports and had just gone into business with Rostec Rosaborn Export for the exporting of the Club K Trojan Horse Weapon System. So this was so beyond the pale, so incredibly dangerous to this country, beyond which we also knew from this 
that Dr. Jafar was recorded saying he wanted to put a nuclear weapon into Washington, D.C. and not have that known, that it came from them. So at the same time that Gulf Tainer was put through with no CFIUS review, the Uranium One deal was put through. Now, why that is important is because Uranium One was giving our adversaries, and keep in mind that Robert Mueller is the one who delivered the uranium to Moscow. So we could not imagine what would Robert Mueller be delivering the uranium samples to Moscow for. Once we started to understand that when we would get hit using our own uranium, our own uranium signature, you wouldn't be able to track just like Dr. Jafar had said on the Saddam tapes, who had hit us when the when this was built with our own uranium, which they received and was shipped over to Russia in the Uranium One deal. So there were a lot of things happening at the same time. We get back here. Now, Admiral Lyons is, is the head of the Pacific Command. He was very concerned about the work that we were doing. He was very concerned about handing off our ports. Now, understand that Gulf Tainer was put 1,000 feet inside the wire at Port Canaveral and 1,000 feet from our turning basin from our Trident submarines. So this is, you know, the third and most important leg of our nuclear triad. So Admiral Lyons was well aware of our work. And um, not only that, he was writing articles in the papers about our work. And so when we published the piece on the hammer and the whistleblower tapes and Trump being spied upon a zillion times, Admiral Lyons gave that information to his longtime friend, General Thomas McInerney. General McInerney went to the terrestrial airwaves immediately on March 19th, 2017 and said, Trump is being spied upon. He read our piece verbatim. He came out and he told about the hammer. Now, understand it's very important when, you know, it's one thing when I'm publishing this work and we're publishing at the Center for Security Policy or Breitbart or LifeSet or the American Report. Um, but it's another thing entirely when you have the, the one-time head of the Pacific Command and the man, General McInerney, who was the, in charge of our nuclear weapons at the Pentagon, who are coming out and calling this information out and telling the people this is incredibly dangerous. Mary, let me break and, in here a second. Mary, okay. this way the listener knows. Uh, Admiral Ace Lyons was a guest on our show many times, Mike and I, when we were on radio. Oh, well, let me put that in there then. Yes. Uh, he, was a, he, was, he was a guest of ours many years. And... Admiral Lyons wrote for the Washington Times, according also co-wrote with Rick Fisher, who's been on our show too many times over the years, even in radio. And he was, so the listener knows, he was the top guy. He ran, he had 246 ships just in his command, Pacific Command. We don't have that many ships. Pacific in the command. Right. So you know, he was like one of the most important guys from World War II throughout Korea, Vietnam. Um, very good man, super patriot, called out Obama on the birth certificate deal way early before Trump or Absolutely. anybody. Absolutely right. Uh, I went to his funeral. It was a great, oh my God, it was like uh, Napoleon was being buried. It was an amazing funeral. Uh, you know, he, he was the, he was the most patriotic 
guy I've ever met. And I, I, I mean, the people that were there that were under his command over the years, you know, people that were through the Navy Academy and whatnot. It was just amazing guy. But go ahead. I just want to let you know, Ace Lion ran. I'll put, can, I, can I put that into the conversation? Go ahead. Okay. Let me say, go back on that. So Admiral Lyons, um, you have to understand that he had the largest command ever and is the head of the Pacific Command. He also had insight with every bit of naval intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, there was just as we did, we would never have gone without the story if I did not have military intelligence confirm the data. Um, and so, which I had done. And, but Admiral Ace Lyons, as I said, you know, he had been on the two mics. He was very familiar. He'd been on there many times. They, they well know who Ace Lyons is. Um, Admiral Lyons used to call me, um, and then my husband laughs, he used to call me very early in the morning, like at 5 a.m. My husband used to laugh that I would jump out of bed so fast and pretend to be wide awake, um, as my husband was. He's an early riser, too. And... Um, and Ace and I used to talk um, a lot about the things that we were seeing. So, you know, he, we were well aware of one another and we collaborated on a lot of things. He was particularly interested in the, um, also in the piece that we wrote about clues to Obama's mysterious ID. And so we had pulled from the FBI files a lot of data about Barack Obama and his contacts with the Soviet silver master spy ring particularly the Margolins, Victor Margolin, who was working with him and was part of Sabud, the cult that Obama was a part of and raised in. So Admiral Lyons, um, we were close and you have to understand how well informed and the position that Admiral Lyons held and how um, deeply admired he was. Um, so when he came forward with this information about the hammer and General Thomas McInerney read our, our, our work verbatim on air. And, and we came forward with this information showing that Trump was being spied upon because the whistleblower tapes didn't just come from anywhere. They came from federal judge G. Murray Snow's courtroom, and they were never to be made public. They were never to be um, known about. But the information that was contained on those whistleblower tapes was was you're awestruck listening to them and you'd better be very worried when you hear what people are telling is happening without understanding that they were being recorded. And those recordings were meant to entrap Montgomery um, as, as speaking beyond his state secrets privilege and government protective order. Um, they sent people in then to get Montgomery. Uh, he became ill uh, with surgery and uh, then they sent people in to, to bring the 47 hard drives that he had collected of data. And understand when you're hearing about 47 hard drives, that means that it is you know, 90 million documents, one stacked upon the other, stands 30 miles high. So this is a, a enormous cache of data that he turned over to our FBI, to James Comey and FBI uh, General Counsel James Baker that showed what Brennan and Clapper were doing with the hammer and how they had illegally turned it against this country and what Obama was doing. And so Montgomery handed over that data to the FBI and they buried it. 
Hey, Colonel Mike for two mics. Uh, we're getting these shows up as fast as possible on networkradio.us. So if you're uh, going to email us on the uh, website, uh, you just go to right there to networkradio.us. They're going up as soon as we do them. They're up within 15, 20 minutes. Once the producer's finished, they load them right up and uh, they're happy to get their stuff up as fast as possible and eventually to get on the other platform. So for you guys who can't wait for the next two mics show, there you go, networkradio.us. And again, thanks, Vod. Okay, let's let Dr. Mike in, my co-host. Dr. Mike, come okay. on in. Yeah, you know, I don't know where, where, where to really go with this, Mary, in the sense that we it's been you've reported it wonderfully and accurately and we haven't found anyone who's interested in pursuing the matter what do we do now you know the, well, the, i'm not i'm not being critical at all but i'm saying this is you you've established this so well and, and while he was alive uh, admiral lyons and still general McInerney, and and really dozens of other loyal Americans have made this clear for America, for the American people, but no one seems to care about it. How, how do we press the issue to a conclusion here? Because time is running out. Well, you're exactly right. And, and it's very important what's just happened. So understand when, when general McInerney and Admiral Lyons bring this to the airwaves, the very next day, the very next morning, they launched the Russia collusion investigation against Trump. So uh -huh. the four -year uh -huh. timelines matter. So the four-year coup d'etat begins the minute General McInerney reads this on the airwaves with his longtime friend, Admiral Ace Lyons. So there's a response. The very next day, Comey launches the Russia collusion investigation, and he puts Peter Strzok in charge of it. Now, why is that important? Because when the IG, the inspector general, releases the, the text messages between Strzok and Page, we find within minutes of General McInerney going on the air that Peter Strzok and Lisa Page on this Sunday night are texting one another. And they're texting one another about none other than Dennis Montgomery. So this becomes important because now, now we all know that the Russia collusion was a fraud. It was a coup d'etat. It was a hoax. But what then started to take place is I got in touch with Mike Lindell. And I also got in touch with Archbishop Vigano. And the information was then delivered to President Trump in the Oval Office, how the election was stolen. And this was... The, the, they began working on this with cyber experts, um, multiple, multiple cyber experts and generals involved. And they have just brought this information forward. And Jeff O'Donnell, uh, who was one of the cyber experts, came forward with Mike Lindell's new a Moment of Truth Symposium, and they dropped all the data, everything that has been verified, the stolen election, uh, this was all collected. It's in binary code. And uh, they show every bit of election data showing how the election was stolen. It was stolen by China. And what is important about that and why this is important to Hammer and Scorecard is when Montgomery went in 
and he handed in the 47 hard drives in August of 2015. And then he testified at the FBI Washington, D.C. field office in December of 2015. He was required by Comey, James Comey. You know, I used to be a communist. I don't know what I am now. Traitor fits. OK. And FBI general counsel James Baker, who who then moved to Twitter. He wasn't required to give them the source code for scorecard and hammer, the source code. So he thought, you know, he'd, he'd run into so many people knowing that they're not trustworthy, Clapper, Brennan, Obama. And so he put a, an electronic identifier into the source code. So if they ever handed this off to anyone, he would have the evidence that they had done so. So when they began collecting data of the election being stolen before, during, and after the election, and this is with cyber experts out of cyber command, and then others joined them like Jeff O'Donnell, who came forward and just told that Mike Lindell had hired him. And as I said, Mike also brought this to President Trump. And, and if, as you may have noticed today, Trump just came out and said the election was stolen. There's proof. And so uh, what took place is they presented that data. It's no longer a question as whether this exists, but they showed that the data, they sh everything has been verified now. Jeff O'Donnell, and he's just the front man. There's plenty of other cyber experts that are behind and working with this. They filed in the courts that Montgomery to remove the state secrets privilege in the government protective order because they have the data and the proof how the election was stolen. So now, now everyone knows that here's the proof. You can no longer say that what's taken place is not true because Joe Biden did not win this election. Most people were cognizant of that because no one was showing up for Joe when he came out of his basement while millions of people were showing up all over the country for Donald Trump, both inside and outside the venue. Mary, so I have a question. What, how, what is the odds of getting a judge, a court, a jury to even listen to the truth? What are the odds today in America? Well, in America today, anyone who's watching everything that's happening to this country right now, and it is this is no this is not, not gamesmanship or political. The United States of America is being destroyed before our eyes and foundational to any of that happening with the communist takeover of this country is the stolen election. Now they have the proof. They have every bit of proof of the election being stolen. No one can say that you're a, a domestic conspiracy, yeah, or a conspiracy theorist or a head case or anything else, because now they have the proof, the proof that stands up in court. It's been filed in the courts. And anyone who will not look at that proof is another traitor. Okay, Mike, go ahead. <laughs> I, you know, I, don't want, I don't know what to say to that. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. I'm very glad to hear Trump um, has said it. But I think at, at the end, if the military is not on Trump's side, we're, we're goners. This has to be a, a decisive action on the part of the currently um, uh, elected, legally elected president who was cheated out of the election and the military. There's no other way to do this in this country. Where are you going to find a judge? He'll end up dead. His kids will end up dead. It's, it's very hard for me to see where we go from here. Truth almost has become irrelevant in this country in the last half dozen years, Mary. 
and and I'm very, I am very, very, you know, indebted to you and your organization and to all the people you spoke of, of working so hard to try to protect this republic. But I think push has come to shove now. And if Trump doesn't have the military on his side or some, some, you know, blessed judge turns up and will listen to this, um, we're kind of at, at a loose end here. We have to Let me add to that, Mike. Let me add to that. If we don't have the military on our side, as American citizens, they work with us. They work for us. So they got to be on our side. These are our neighbors. These are our relatives. I mean, you got to look in the mirror and say, I, I swore to the Constitution. OK, it's just, uh, it, you Colonel, know, that okay. might have been the way when we were kids 40 years ago. It's not the way today. I well, don't think you're also seeing a response. If you think that, it, you know, O'Biden was coming up with 87, you know, thousand armed IRS. Exactly, ma'am. That's that's to bolster a military that may not take their orders. Also, understand something. When Montgomery put that electronic identifier into the source code and when they began watching the election get stolen, the election in an act of war was stolen by China. China installed their puppet, Joe Biden, in our White House. China. And now oh, you're I looking at China getting ready now. to take Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Mary, it's proven now. I mean, his son's got all these business deals. They have all these business deals. You, you have to be blind and deaf and dumb not to see that China installed them. And look at all, you know, the laptop. I mean, we have all the proof in the world. We have our federal agency, our judicial system, which is saying we don't want to hear it. So what are these people? They're not our friends. They're not our citizens. Who are they? Isn't that isn't that the truth? Who are they? Right. What are they? What is their end game? Because if you know that Joe Biden started out at a council for a livable world, then you have some sort of understanding of where Tell he the came listener from. what that is, Mary. Tell them what that is. They don't know what it is. The Council for a Livable World was put in place by um, <laughs> Julius Hammer. You know, interestingly enough, Hammer, Julius Hammer. It's a communist spy organization. And interestingly, Leo Schlazard was part of it. He was handing over nuclear signet, uh, our nuclear secrets with the Rosenbergs. Beyond that, you know who the bagman was for the Council for a Livable World? Al Gore Sr. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. He yeah. was involved with Hammer, Armour and Hammer in, during the Soviet times. Armour and Julius Hammer. And they were, they were Soviet spies. And Council for a Livable World was an organization that believed that they could not turn the American people over to communism. So they were going to start putting as many communists as they could into our Congress. Joe Biden was one of the first. And today there's a big piece out by uh, McCain's son about his father's legacy somewhere in the news. You know, another one of these, uh, you know, you know who he was. Uh, we know who Songbird was. Mm -hmm. he, he was such a great man. Uh, but I think, uh, Mary, this is this is good news. I mean, this is breaking news it now. Is, it is terrific news. Yeah, this is good news. Well, it's, it's at least proof. And as we're looking down the barrel of China coming at us, and you just saw the amount of students uh, leaving this country, Chinese students, and we're just seeing, uh, you know, you've had um, Colonel Sellen and Dr. Li Minyan and the others coming on talking about what we're looking at with Taiwan right now and going to war. 
And uh, boy, can you imagine going to war, a war like this with traitors well, in charge of this country? Usually the Chinese, the Communist Party pulls back important people, business people, students, when they know they may have a conflict coming soon. This happens a lot around the globe, Africa, whatever, Southeast Asia. So that's a sign to the American people as students start leaving, you know, S is going to hit the fan kind of thing. By the way, let's give a shout out to our friend, Colonel Larry Sellen, who was in the Netherlands doing a YouTube, and you can go see it on YouTube, uh, explaining the Wuhan virus to the uh, people in Netherlands. It was a great video, and uh, I congratulate yeah. He's He's also a regular on our show, Mary, on the Great Two Mike show. <laughs> yeah, well, because we have a lot in common. We, we bring forward subject matter experts that are well-informed, know what they're talking about, and, in fact, are patriots. Well, you know, Mary, and, and, and when, you, when you look at the whole thing, we're so committed in the Ukraine in terms of our Navy and Air Force, uh, nowhere near going to be able to help out the Pacific Fleet and Air Force against, against Taiwan, uh, against China, rather. And we also face within the EU and NATO uh, probably 15 countries that helped try to overthrow or stop Trump from becoming the president. So this is a world of enemies. And, and they need to be dealt with. But most of all, the, the vermin who inhabited, inhabit the District of Columbia and so many state houses, they have to be done with one way or another. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid it takes either an armed, uh, 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 armed uh, population acting under the Second Amendment or whatever parts of the military uh, are left that are, that are patriotic and loyal to their, their oath. Um, can Trump lead that? Can Trump simulate that? I don't know, but he better try soon. Very soon, because we're getting word that our special forces are being told to turn in their Carl G's, their Carl Gustav's 8.4 recoilless rifle. You know what that is. And this is an indispensable piece of equipment. They're confiscating it from all of our special forces teams and they're sending it to them to the Ukraine. So imagine that. They're disarming our special forces guys, and they're sending their weapon systems to the Ukraine. Now well, they've disarmed them and they poisoned three quarters of them. Well, with, yeah, with, with the jab. Yeah. With, we've written on the DMED data on General Austin. He knew, Pfizer knew, they were hiding the data. They wanted to hide it for 75 years. No one hides data unless they're afraid of what's in the show. Now we also have seen that the UK is coming out and they're paying $140,000 to people who have been damaged by the vax. It's no Mike, I no one Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. No, I, I, there's not much more for, that I can say. Uh, I guess the it, it, it's whether it's good or bad. The 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 dollar is back on the pl Trump's plate. He's got to play whatever he can play with that dollar, and he's in a much weaker position, I think, today than he was. Uh, in January 1921 or 2021, when he could have just refused to turn over power to a traitor. Mm -hmm. Couldn't well, agree more. What happens, Mary, in third world countries when you have to turn in your weapons. So let the American people know if they're asking our special forces to do that, their intentions are not good. Not good. No. 
They are not good. It's very dangerous. We've never been at such a point. We've never had the enemy in charge of our country and our military. And, you know, um, another piece of information that you should know is that the Obama White House provided 1,200 um, preloaded Blackberries uh, to their trusted insiders, and they were taking stolen data, trademark data from our, our military um, uh, contractors, all of our top military intelligence, and they were putting it in the hammer vault at Fort Washington. And those trusted insiders, they were selling it to our enemies. And that data was all handed over to the FBI and to, to James Comey knew this, James Baker knew this, and what have they done? And Christopher Ray, the third amigo that was working with Comey and Mueller, and, and he has the temerity to stand and say he's too busy and he's taking the jet and going on vacation. That's Chris Ray. Chris Ray also knew because we reported, we had an FBI whistleblower, that that whole operation in D.C., J6, was a setup. And also that the, the documents were, were handed over to the FBI showing that Antifa and Black Lives Matter were being, being funded by Marxists out of Somalia and the Middle East. Ray knows that. Is our Congress going to talk about? Is anybody in the Congress? I know we don't have many. There's a lot of Republicans, but they're rhinos. But is there anybody besides maybe Jimmy Jordan or Rand Paul that's going to say something or Kennedy? Hmm? That's the problem, too. That's the problem. Somebody ought to be protecting them other than the federal government. Well, I mean, look at our, our justices. Have you, when have you ever seen anything like that they set Antifa and Black Lives Matter on the justices, their families, acting, you know, it's completely fine to terrorize them because they didn't like a decision that came out. And, mm -hmm. and, and where, what did Merrick Garland do? Nothing. Well, just this weekend, I don't know if you saw the update, uh, they had another drag queen show in Dallas and Black Lives Matters were out there with AKs protecting them in the streets so nobody would come and harass them. Now, what does Governor Abbott do? Nothing. A loser. And then where are these evangelical Christian churches, these Protestant churches? Robert Jeffries, the first one that jumped off the ship for Trump. You know, uh, what's his other name? Robert Moore, I think it is, or something. 10,000 megachurch out of Dallas. All these, all these churches in Texas, these big megachurches collecting millions of dollars every month on TV and radio, did nothing. There was nobody protesting this. Okay, this is the great state of Texas, you know, where they're, oh, we're he-men, we'll come with the long guns, we want a T-bone steak. What did they do? They stayed home and they watched ESPN and what, Netflix with popcorn? What were they doing? You know, the other thing that has to be said, I think, is when you look at the proponents of all the demolition that's going on in the American economy, society, military, Jewish Americans are on the side of that constantly, with, almost without exception, prominent Jewish Americans side with the destruction of America being, uh, being conducted by the Democratic Party, probably under the guidance of the communists in China. But for, for 50 years, we have been plagued with these people, with a, with a, a Congress that's suborned by, by Jewish Americans in the name of Israel. And now you see it, whether it's abortion, whether it's violence by uh, Antifa, 
and um, and Black Lives Matter, whether it's the fact checkers who every time a piece of truth comes up, they pee on it. Uh, it everyone in the Congress. Who, that's why we don't hear so many things, because they're getting paid by the Israelis, and they have been for years, and probably getting paid with our own money. Well, look, you got Feingold, Mike. Feingold, Diane Feingold had a spy driving her for 20 years. Nobody even met burped. Nobody even burped. There were, where was the Republicans on that one? That's a Eric difference. Swalwell. She, yeah. Sleeping with the Chinese spy. Yeah. I, oh. I think that if people want to understand what's happening in this country, then they should understand the Bolshevik revolution. That's and exactly right. It's, it's being replicated in this country right now. And, you know, like the white Russians, when have you ever heard, by the way, white supremacists? The people in, that are in this country are those who fought against against slavery. So the idea that Barack Obama would come out and start calling us colonialists, talk about upside down, inside out. That is right out of Gramsci. Antonio Gramsci, who was looking for revolution in America and to have a race war. When has anyone ever heard a president of the United States calling us colonialists? A, a, a president of the United States who, fought, by the way, was a communist and has done better than most black people ever will. OK. And he's still going at it. Now, who were the Bolsheviks, Mary? Were they Catholics? Were they Irish? Were they Italian, German? Where, who were the Bolsheviks? No, um, the, the Bolsheviks were the communists that were coming in, and, and many of them, in fact, I'm not sure if not all, but were Jewish. And they took over um, Russia in the Bolshevik Revolution. And um, the, those that they went to kill were the Christians, so the white Russians are known as. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we saw with Lenin and Marx and Stalin and um, the people that were coming and taking over the country. And so, you know, look at what's happening in our country today. You can't, you can't look at what's happening when they're turning off our spigots, des destroying our currency, open borders. These aren't families coming over. They're all military age men. And Governor Abbott, I've got news for you. It's no big whoop to move 1800 into D.C. instead of closing the border and protecting the border. And 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 uh, Biden, his first job is to protect the American people. And if he cannot, he should be pulled from office. And if open borders, he thinks is OK. And these idiots who are spewing all this communist propaganda, this is what a communist revolution looks like. This is upside down inside out. And if it doesn't get stopped, it will get a whole, whole lot worse. Well, I'm going to say the name Nicaragua, because my friend Chris Plant on WMAL says it like that. Nicaragua. See, we did all these things in Latin America. We know how this works. We did the Orange Revolution in the Ukraine. We know how these things work. But the dumbasses sitting on their, their butt in this country don't want to look at it. They want to look at it like, well, he's going to give us a thousand dollars. And guess what? I may even get a ten thousand dollar loan deferment on my student loan. Whoopie do. No, that you are being taken over. You've been infiltrated. The fact that Biden's in there so long, I can't believe that anyway. OK, that's beyond my, you know. But again, uh, you got lifetime grifters, Mary. You got lifetime grifters up there. Capitol Hill. And uh, many are paid by China and other countries. Mike just mentioned one. 
I guess what hey, is you've that? got judges who have all this data. You have Judge Royce Lambert, one time head of the FISA court. You know, you have Judge Richard Leone, who took Montgomery's data and he put it for security purposes into the hands of the ICIG, the Intelligence Community Inspector General, Charles Irwin McCullough III. He knows all this. Where are one of these patriots, anyone that's got an oath to the U.S. Constitution, where are they coming out and confirming all this data and telling the truth as to what's been going on? They have all been bought off or frightened or threatened. Mike, final words with Mary. Yeah, Mary, I just wanted to say thank you very much for coming on today and, and laying this out so clearly for, for the American people. And I, again, I think we're, we're, at, a, we're at a point where it's a, a push comes to shove. And I guess we'll have to wait a week or a couple of days and see what Trump has else up his sleeve. Could, you know, maybe he has Montgomery's information too. I don't know. Uh, but my God, it is a it is a is a terrible time for America. Maybe the worst time. Maybe worse than than the secession war. Well, I'll Absolutely. say this: I hope I hope he doesn't have his son-in-law around him because Colonel Mike ain't impressed, and I, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it having these people go around. Forget about the fact they made the money, but I mean, you know, this guy should have never been in the White House with his daughter, the alum of WEF. Schwabi, okay. I mean, if he's going to come back and he's going to make a move, he better make a move with people that are solid. And I don't care about family matters, you know, got enough money, send them somewhere. In fact, she could go back to Switzerland with Schwabi. Go ahead, Mary, go ahead. He's one guy. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, Chris Krebs, Sissa, all these people were in on this. You know, they had to send out Janky to lie for them. You know, Jankowitz, what an idiot. And, and if the American people are so bamboozled by this garbage, you know, I tell you, you know, first, it's so important that people are listening to you too. You know what's going on, you speak to it and you call it out. You don't have any problem telling the truth. Beyond that, understand Trump is one guy. We don't even know what he's doing or not doing, but understand this, no one is coming to save us. We, the American people, we are the people we are waiting for. It is up to us to save our country. When do we become a bunch of wimps that we sit here and say, who's going to come and take care of us? Wake up. You have to pay it forward. Others shed their blood and treasure to, to give you freedom. We are either going into that long, dark night or the American people will stand up. Great, great closing statement. Mary Fanning, thank you so much for coming on two mics. Thank you all for having me. All righty. Mike, have a good day, my friend. And you, Colonel. How about it? Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Dr. Mike. I it's, love what you're You're welcome, you're Mary. You're welcome. Come back anytime. Thank you.